Welcome to a brand new MMA Roasted Podcast. Me, I'm coming in from Vancouver, Canada, talking to my buddy Bill Dawes. Uh, it's going to be a good podcast. We've got Anthony Taylor coming on, who just uh, fought on the undercard of Jake Paul, Tyron Woodley. He fought Tommy Fury. Uh, it was a pretty competitive. Um, Anthony lost, but fucking fought like 20 pounds up. It was his second boxing fight against Tyson Fury's little brother. It was crazy. Um, and people didn't like the way Tyson Fury looked, actually, or Tommy Fury looked, and uh, crazy. Um, and uh, we also got Jay Haran, who, you know, was in the UFC, PFL, uh, no, UFC, he was in Bellator, he was in the IFL. IFL, which is how w- I know him, yeah. WEC Affliction. Um, he might have even fought in Bodog. The guy's been in everything, and now he's a successful actor working on his, like, 90th movie. The dude is, like, legit. Really? Yeah. Yeah. God damn it. Uh, and, and he did it the right way, man. Like he, nothing was handed to him. Like he would just show up on sets to meet the director. Like as they were going to the parking lot, be like, Hey, nice to meet you. I heard I'm, I'm Jay Haran trying to get the, like he, he really like paid his dues. The guy, um, he yeah. was in, uh, he was in the one with Denzel Washington. That was a big one. He did, um, the, uh, Equalizer? the equalizer too. He had a scene where he tries to kill him in a, a, uh, as like a taxi or Uber driver. I didn't see it, but it was all over the commercial and this and that. And now he's in yeah. a new one. Uh, he's, 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 he's in like every Marvel thing too. He's always like the bad guy. Really? Yeah, he's always Damn. the bad guy in all those like Marvel movies like Daredevil or uh, this one or that one. And he's, he's, he always loses. Luke Cage. He, he always ends up getting his ass kicked by the Marvel characters. But if you're going to lose, it's fucking – anyway. Um, does he get to say cool lines and shit? I've never, I don't know if I've seen him before. I'm sure I have, but I forgot. Dude, if you'd like go back and you're like, oh shit, I'm, I was telling my wife, that's my friend. And she's like, she rolls her eyes because she's like mad that she's even watching this with me. Uh, but, <laughs> but, but yeah, so uh, what's going on? Did you, okay, so first of all, we got to talk about the, the weigh-in that had the flying dildo. Did you see that? Yeah, what the hell was that about? <laughs> first of all, it just seems racist. Whether it is or not, it just comes off as racist. Uh, so there was a fight in Poland between two women, and one of them – brought a huge black dildo to, and then during the like I guess during the stare down and then just and it was behind her back everyone saw the black dildo like I don't know how that got past security and no one went up to her and said hey why are you bringing a huge dildo to the like nobody even said she takes it and then hands it to the other girl who then throws it at her and then kicks her in the vagina like three times um <laughs> I, I didn't see the actual fight but I heard the girl with the vagina kicks won the fight um but yeah, that, that was, I mean, I, I, every comment was like, I posted it on my Instagram page, Adam Comedian, if you want to follow me. And you were like, why did she do that? <laughs> like, yeah, I mean, there has to be a backstory. There has to be like an inside joke or something. It seems like maybe the other girl had a black boyfriend and she was like, or maybe she's a lesbian. I have no idea. 
I'm all for it though, because uh, so, that made me want to watch the fight. I, I don't even know where to. Oh, for watch, sure. But I, I, I think you know she's like the carrot top of female fighters. <laughs> People are now bringing props in. I mean, this is a whole new. Yeah, man, I like that. It's going to usher in a whole new era of like prop fighters. I mean, not just props, but gi giant dildos. That was even, like, like, you could at least bring a vibrator. A vibrator probably would have done the, pit, the trick because you just have to, like, a, yeah. like, a little rabbit or something. But, uh, but yeah, that, it was huge. Um, yeah. But I'm all for this. Uh, I, you know, although there was another one, though. Did you see the one? I actually saved it for you because I, I had a feeling that you have a life and, and like, didn't see it. Um, but, <laughs> wow. so, this was the craziest one I've ever seen. Where is it? Uh, so this is the, um, so this one right here. All right. Can you see this one here? So this one was crazy, right? So they're doing a face-off, oh. right? Doing a face-off. Guy walks in, flying knee. Takes oh, my out. God. Yeah, so I'll show it you one more time. I mean, that's beyond cheap. I mean, he was not expecting it. It was a great flying knee. I mean, don't get me wrong. It was super good technique, <laughs> but holy shit. So the fight was guy, that guy confused? Did he think this was an actual fight? Yeah, he gets up and hits the wrong guy. Oh well, no, no, the guy who got knocked out was confused because he got up and hit the wrong guy. But the other guy, uh, but the fight got called off. Nobody got paid, and that guy's probably done for now for a long time. I mean, who's gonna hire him? Oh, maybe they will because of name recognition. But man, like, I guess this is like, you know, happening in Poland and Russia because. That was insane. I mean, Jeremy, people got mad at Jeremy Stevens, rightfully so, about just pushing Dracar close. I mean, a flying knee. That was insane. That's, and that was in Russia, you said? Yeah. Yeah, that was in Russia. Um, I feel like the craziest things always happen. What do you think of these 3v3 fights and 6v6 fights? I don't like that. It becomes like a gang fight at that point. It just yeah. becomes like, I don't know. I mean, the whole two-on-one, three-on-one. I mean, I like them in my, like my porn but not necessarily <laughs> in my fighting. Um, so yeah, same thing with black deltos. You like that in your porn, but not in your, not in your fighting. <laughs> so I'm in Vancouver, and I came in a day early. And, like, weed's legal in Vancouver. You, you know, uh, you could just buy it at any dispensary. So I'm like – How long has it been legal there? I don't remember it being legal last time I was there. It's been legal for a while. So I was walking oh, really? around, and I, I, don't know, I don't know where so – there was a cop. So I was going to ask the cop, you know what the dispensary is? <laughs> like, how cool is it? You can now ask cops just to, hey, you know, what the, like, I think that's, I think that's great. And I, I, but I didn't actually, someone actually, I asked somebody else and they told me that the cop was going to be next. Um, yeah. and, and then the other, the last, so my wife's like, I never take her out on like nice dates. She says, you know, like if I go to a date, so it's like a throwback 90s concert. It's hard when you're a comic because you, I work at night. And yeah. essentially, it's like me saying, well, why don't we go out there today? Well, I have to work. Well, you know, to her. But the last time I took her to like a nice restaurant, it was our anniversary. And I know that I don't take her to enough restaurants because my card got declined for fraud. Because Oh, no. That's can, hilarious. Like, no way would you be spending money on this. Hunter. <laughs> that, like that really happened because like, I was like, wait, why is my card declined? And then it was like right away the, the text comes in. And it says, like, was this you? Yes. You know, so I put yes. And they were like, about time. I'm like, these, they fucking <laughs> yeah. so I'm like, come on. Uh, what did you ever uh, now? Obviously, you know, as a comic, uh, me and you have not always been as successful as we are. 
did you ever live in your overdraft? Live in my overdrafts? What's that? Like, you know how like your, your card, you, you, could oh. have, you could have no money, but they'll give you up to $1,000. But every time you buy something, it's like a, you get like a, a $20 charge on it. Well, I mean, I will say this. I lived on, on, on credit card. I had, a, I had like a $40,000, $50,000 credit card debt at one point. Did one and I won't had, fuck it. I'm all in, man. I'm going till the end of the fucking rope. At one point, I had negative $980 in my account. Um, and they wouldn't yeah. even give me like 20. I, I just want to take out 20. And they were like, no, you're not allowed because you, you already reached your maximum amount of like seven overdrafts. And I had no money. I'm like, just give me the $20 at, at, at the bank. I'm like, please just give me, I'm going to take out $20. I'm starving. I'm hungry. And then someone at the bank was like, you're being rude to the teller. I'm like, she could ease because they could. They could over, they could say yes. Uh, they could give you the, anyway. Uh, yeah, that was, I mean, years ago. But I remember actually being in Japan. I was doing comedy in Japan for the military. And I must have hit my card like six times. They all came in at once. And I went downtown, downtown Japan, like to like this major city. And then all of a sudden, I had no money to get back. Like I was like, it stopped working, my credit card. And I, and I realized what had happened. So now I'm in Japan. I have to get back to the base by like, I had like three hours and I didn't know how to get back. So I just hopped the turnstile, you know, like I just like basically rock, which yeah, I've done that before, but you haven't done it in Asia. We are the only American where if the police were like, who, who fucking, it would be very, very, I stood out very, cause everyone looks down. No one wants to talk to you. Everyone's shy. Yeah. That was, uh, that was bad. Um, <laughs> and then, you know, I did comedy. Did I ever tell you what I did comedy in Wuhan, China? No, my God. You made it out. I got booked on this comedy tour in Wuhan, China. It was all over China. And it wasn't like the, the tour that like Jeff Ross or Dane, you know, they, you know they, go, they, they roll out the carpet. They say it's the five star. I was staying at like Motel 6s in China, which were like, like Motel 420s. They were like not exactly. Like, like, they were, yeah. like there was no, like the bed and the bathroom, nothing divided it. So basically you were, you could see everything inside a wet market kind of right like literally the show that i had and they don't call it stand-up comedy in china they call it american talk show because you're american <laughs> and you're talking and it's a show right so yeah yeah makes kids combine words which is not even legal like they don't even like it's not even legal stand-up comedy in china it, it sort of is but it isn't but like they said that if the cops came they wouldn't even know how to describe it. They'd be like, well, is it a concert? They're like, no. Uh, well, is it a play? No. Like, is it a... So anyway, they told us, they thought we were like a rock band. And we're like, we're not a rock band at the venue. Like, like well, we have to give you a smoke machine. We're like, well, we don't, we don't want a smoke machine because we're not a band. They're like, well, all performers have to get smoke machines. So like, all right, like, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna argue. So <laughs> this is the video of me in Wuhan, China. Uh, doing comedy. Hold on. I, I had it. I had it pulled up. I'm trying to figure out where it is. Uh, and it not was, the first time you came out to a smoke machine, I'm sure. This was definitely the first time I, I'd ever uh, come out to a smoke machine. Um, <laughs> and it was crazy because, like, we were just like hoping there'd be people to interpret the shows because a lot of people didn't speak English, you know. So we we were mm -hmm. just hoping that like somebody in the crowd knew English, and and most of the time they were, but they were the most polite people ever. Like even if they didn't like the show. They would just stare and like record on their phones. And then at the end, they wouldn't laugh a lot of them, but at the end they would be like, give you a standing ovation. Like you just murdered. <laughs> they like loved it. And they, they, but anyway, so here's me, smoke machine. 
Uh, okay, so can you see? Yeah, hold on. All right, so. Thank you. I love when the smoke came, like, once you got on stage, then they did this. I'm in China. No one speaks English. There's smoke everywhere. By the way, some joke. I'm trying to figure out how to figure out how to turn it off. All right, hold on. What were you saying, Bill? First of all, good stage. Looks like a nice <laughs> thing. And and I love how this thing you, you got on stage and then someone's like, oh shit, we gotta add the smoke. And then they added the smoke. It was like before you came on to make an entrance. It was like you got on stage, you took the mic, then like someone's in the back, like pushing a button. But also, good joke, good improv joke, like the air in China is bad enough. Oh. And then you look at the audience just like sitting there like, what is he talking about? Dude, they were testing the smoke on the feature, like the middle of his set. And like <laughs> and halfway through his set, like random jokes, smoke would start coming. I, I was crying. I was literally, <laughs> I was in the crowd fucking howling. Dude, people are always like, man, you know, we got to clean the, you know, you know, it's all about global warming. I'm like, that's not going to happen. As long as the China, I swear. So I got like a Starbucks and I went to throw it away. And people were like, what are you doing? I'm like, I'm throwing my coffee away. They're like, no, 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 put it on the ground. I'm like, why? They're like, oh, because they want you to put stuff on the ground because it adds more jobs for people to clean up. Oh, wow. The place is filthy. Like, I'm like, oh. Really? Yeah, yeah, of course. Because... And then the hotel in Wuhan, and I'm not even kidding, there were dogs in the hotel, but not like people like own, like random loose dogs were just walking around. And I was like, oh, it's the hotel for dogs, kind of, you know. Yeah. But basically, they were showing you what was going on in the menu later. Yeah. Well, that's, that's, that's what I mean. That's not even, not even kind of like people say Chinese people eat, eat dogs. They don't eat dogs. Well, the people like in like the, how we would call like the sticks of Alabama. Like they'll have dogs, but you can't go to the. They have a dog festival in China. They do have that, which is fucking horrible. That's a dog. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But they don't necessarily that. You you can't like get a dog on the menu. Like it's just it's not like a a thing. Um, And then uh, then they get mad if if like you tip. Like I I like tip the lady. Uh, I I went to a bar, ordered a drink. It was like you know seven dollars. I gave the guy a ten. I'm like keep it. He's like no no no. You keep it. I'm like no no you keep it. He's like get out of here. He fucking like, I'm like, why? It's like insulting to tip people. Like they take it as a, as a huge insult when you tip. Like, but you don't learn these things unless you go there. And then when I, of course. And then when, when I asked, I go, I go what, do they, what do they think of like Trump? What do the government think of Trump here? They're like, oh, they love him. I was like, but he's always, he hates China. They're like, no, they love the idea that Trump is the president because it shows democracy doesn't work. Because the people, wow. because the people will elect a, a clown. Uh, or the yeah. uh, uh, reality star. And I was like, well, good thing we have Biden now. <laughs> yeah, like, <laughs> dude, I don't know. It's just who would want to be president? I mean, you have to be insane to, to want to. Well, first of all, you have to be a complete narcissist to even want to be a president. Yeah. So, no one's going to be president is going to be, everyone's going to be president is going to be some sort of narcissistic sociopath. Even Obama, I don't care what you say, they're all fucking sociopaths. When I was saying they're The just, Rock might run, The Rock. No. Yeah, that's what they're saying. The Rock might run. 
I think I might I vote for Rock. <laughs> what? I thought he talked about that and he said he would never run. Oh, I don't know. That's what people were saying. The Rock. I actually, I would probably vote for The Rock. And really now, even, even The Rock, as good as Manny is, you know he fucked some girl back in whatever his early days who's going to come out of the woodwork and just oh. anything you've done is going to be dragged through the mud. Yeah. I'll tell you what, There's though. No like, I asked, I'm like, I asked some women there that was in China. Like, I was some, like, a female comic. and Or somebody told me that, like, uh, it's very safe over there in China because, like, women can walk around at 3 o'clock in the morning, 4 o'clock in the morning. Because if you get, like, accused of rape, you're in jail the rest of your life. Like, there's no, like, it's, oh, not, wow. it's not like it is here where there's, you get a trial and a lawyer and it's not. Like, you, you fuck around over there, you're done. So people, yeah. people do feel safer. Not not people in jail, obviously. But uh, yeah. <laughs> it was just like, I mean, that was, that was crazy. Uh, and then Mon I went to Mongolia. Is it about Mongolia? The comedy Mongolia? I didn't even know Mongolia was place i thought it was like macedonia i thought it was like an old it's still a country called mongolia dude mongolia is like a huge country and it's uh the most beautiful women in the world live in really mongolia. yeah because it's all like six foot two asian women with british accents who are beyond gorgeous and they the guy oh. who, the mongolian comics there they were awesome told me that was because back in the day genghis khan kicked out all the ugly people and they, and he only like bred with the hot chicks. <laughs> he only raped the hot. Yes, that that's what they're. But dude, Genghis Khan, like to us, I knew Genghis Khan from like Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. You know, <laughs> like, the guy who went to the mall, and I and I was like showing them this. They were dying laughing. They had no idea that was even like a, a thing. That's Genghis all Khan, Americans know about Khan is Bill and Ted. Yeah, but Genghis Khan there, like he has the it's the airport. It's Genghis Khan Airport. He's on all their money. Yeah. He's like, it's yeah. like the good, the good old days when they ran China. Like, he's not yeah. looked at as like this, like, war. Not at all. No, he's the man. Uh, but he, he conquered, like, the, the entire world, basically. He conquered the world more than anybody else. I think his kids also, right? Wasn't it also, like, it was, like, his son or, his, like, it was, like, the lineage. Yeah. Because I, they, I guess but they would, like, go to, they would, like, and I'm sure people in the comments are going to give me a history lesson here. But they would, uh, they would come and, like, defeat your army. And then they would take you out for dinner and then you would join their army. So they would just build, <laughs> build armies that way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he just, and I mean, I think like half of Asia is related to Genghis Khan because he fucked everybody. It, oh, dude, it was crazy. That was, the, but people say like, whenever I think of like the poorest place I've ever been to was uh, Djibouti, Africa. I went to Djibouti, Africa and uh, I was there twice actually. And everybody was like, China had a base there. France had a base there. US had a base because they were taking the gold. There was all this gold there and like gold and oil. And we were just taking it basically. And uh, we, the NCIS guys took me out to go like feed the kids, like the lo local kids there. Like 99% of the country had AIDS. Like 90% of people had AIDS, like, like downtown. And then military guys were like, fuck, it's still worth it. Right? And then... <laughs> Dude, we were not 90, it was like 90% or it's a high percentage. Then we were giving out bottles of water that were like this big to little kids. They would, they would surround our trucks. We would throw them a bottle. You would think we gave them a million dollars each, like, like wow. kids. And then, uh, they took me to this graveyard where they buried people, but they, they didn't have money for a graveyard. They would just dig a hole like seven feet and put people in there. So you would just see bones 
like human bones everywhere. I, I got sick within three seconds. I almost threw up just to wow. smell. Then like cot is like a drug there. It's like a heroin dip, right? And the, I guess the, the king of Djibouti's wife was the biggest cot dealer there. So cot was everywhere. And it was this heroin dip, supposed to get you this high, where you just like stare off at the space for nine hours and just drooling. <laughs> so you just see people like, like their eyes are like this. It's, I was actually talking to Norman, uh, the guy from The Walking Dead, because he, he was there also. Norman Reedus. Yeah, yeah. He, he actually went there with, uh, who, who's that actor um, that's a big jujitsu guy? Sean Patrick Flannery. Patrick Flannery, yeah. I guess they went there and people were like 30 guys on base would challenge Flannery to jujitsu and he would submit all of them like in like 10 seconds while Norman Reedus would smoke cigarettes in the corner watching. <laughs> But because yeah. I'm, I'm friends with his, his wife and, and their kid, my kid goes to dance class together. Uh, Diane yeah. Kruger, or, uh, yeah, you know, Jeff Flanning has like a, he has his own dojo and he started Hollywood Jiu Jitsu on like La Cienega. Yeah, I heard his, I heard his new movie's really good. Uh, but so he was saying, uh, the guy was saying um, that, yeah, it, it was crazy. Like, and there was like, that was the craziest fucking place I've ever been to in my entire life. That in Korea, when I went to Korea, the soldiers took me to a place called Hooker Hill. Right. It's like bars. It's like 30 bars in a row. And you walk in there at like four in the afternoon and the place is empty. And all of a sudden these like Korean girls pop up from this. It's like fucking whack-a-mole. Like you just like, just like show up. <laughs> and then they're called juicy girls. Right. And the, Wait, they soldier, the hills. What? It's like, it's, just like a, it's like one hill in Seoul or it's like, they call it hooker hill. Cause uh, and Do they come out of, also, they come up above the horizon or something. They're like in the boots. No, no, not in the actual holes, right? But so basically, the guys would buy them a, like an orange juice, right? Like, hey, here's an. Uh, I'll, I'll give you six dollars for an orange juice, twenty dollars, and then they would hang out with them for three hours. They were like companions, and I don't know if they had sex or not, but that was like they're called juicy girls, right? And then they have to give the money to like their. So and then I went to Djibouti. I went to Bahrain. And there was a club we went to where girls would just come up to you and grab your penis and go, hot dog, hot dog. Like they were just, <laughs> and some of them were good looking until they smiled and like you could see like the lack of dental work they've had. Um, yeah. So I, I ended up going back to this, like, uh, it was like a, a brothel with one of the girls, right? Cause, and I, I wasn't gonna buy sex, but I wanted to just explore. I'm like, I gotta fucking see this. Of course. So I walk into the brothel and it's a house and there's a bunch of American guys living there like that are dating the, the hookers. Like they're just like on the couch, like what's up man? And they had like a computer that was like an 80, uh, a Commodore 64. And I was trying to tell her what a comedian was. And I'm like, I'm a comedian. And I had like a, a, U, like a dictionary US to whatever. So they were like Filipino girls. And I'm showing them what a comedian is. And I'm going on my MySpace at the time, showing them my stand-up comedy. <laughs> and then the, maid, the, the mom, the madam came out and said, are you gonna buy anything? I said, no, which is meant, and then she threw me out. So yeah, and they're like, I, get the yeah, that was all I said anymore. So yeah, that was crazy. So Adam, uh, you gotta write a book about this shit because <laughs> I feel like a lot of a lot of comics have like road stories, but you you've like traveled the world doing like like you've done like the open mic of fucking Africa and shit. You've done like you <laughs> when I traveled because I'm such I'm such a fucking baby. I would travel like you know with people who had a lot of money that I could just tag along on. Yeah, but you were like. A, Wrenches. That you have great stories, man. That'd be a good book. Oh, thanks, man. Because everyone was like, "Oh, I got drunk at a bar in fucking Reno, and then they fucking fucked a girl in the butt." But <laughs> yeah, your no, story, that, crazy. yeah, 
No, there was nothing crazy where me and Ahmed Ahmed, you ever, you ever do that, that gig in like Seychelles? Yeah, yeah. You, 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 did you really do that or no? What, the one in Huntington Beach? No, 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 not say, no, the island, Seychelles, not sea legs. Oh, not sea legs. No, I haven't done that. So Rusty Dooley booked us at this gig in Seychelles Island, which is like off the coast of Africa. And like, it's like this private island that all like, it's basically like Epstein Island, but like, except that you're not fucking kids, but it's like this private island that people go to, uh, but it, like the princes, all these princes of Saudi Arabia and this and that. It's crazy, right? So they hired me and Ahmed to do stand-up comedy, right? So we, we, we like get off the boat and Ahmed's having like, he's having, he was having a rough time at the time. He was going through some breakup, and, uh, but it was, it was good. I had, I had the best, I never, I'd never been on like a, a plane before. Normally they're like John Smith and people like look up. They're like, Ahmed, Ahmed, and like six people look up. And I'm like, oh. Like, so, so we go out there, right? And we're with the cast of Fifty Shades of Grey, the musical, which I didn't know there was a musical. <laughs> a bunch of like hot, cute theater women that like, whatever. Yeah. So we get off the thing, like, okay, so this guy is like, I don't know, he's like one of the princes of Saudi Arabia, but he lives in Seychelles and he lives on this side of, of the island uh, of like the resort. You have to go on this side, on the other side, which is like a ghost town. They give us a flip phone, like, we'll call you when you want to have the show. Uh, but he might not have the show, in which case we'll still pay you and then they'll send you home, right? So we're yeah. like, all right. So me and Ahmed were just laughing. We're having the best time, right? So, but there was a bunch of like flight attendants there that were like private flight attendants that were kind of hot, yada, yada. So we're like, we don't know what the fuck. So then they call us at like four in the morning. They're like, he wants to have the show. <laughs> so we go there and there's like the prince is in the back. They said, don't, there's like 40 hot women that I think were prostitutes. They look like that and like seven gay dudes. And they were laughing at everything. Like it was like a, a canned audience from like Comics Unleashed. <laughs> like, they were laughing too much, right? But I'm like, this is great. So Ahmed kills, we both got standing ovations. At the end, we're like super, we're like, okay, let's go party with the girls. Like, no, 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 you have to go back to your side of the island. We're like, what? They're like, yeah, the prince doesn't want to share any of the girls. Or, we're like, but what about all the women? So then they show on flat screens, them dancing. So now we were watching him, we were like the fluffers to his getting pussy. <laughs> and then they, then they send us back and Ahmed flips. Like, fuck this, we gotta see girls tonight. I'm like, bro, we're in the middle of like Africa slash like, like no one, he's like, we're going to go to a club. So he's like, I'll pay for the, for the, for the, for the cab. So he spends $200 on a fucking taxi. Whoa. Place where like, we're in the, I was the only white people there. It was crazy. Uh, I was dancing. Were you as only white people? Like, did the women love you? They loved me because they were like, who the fuck is this person? Uh, Ahmed was depressed again after that. <laughs> he wasn't happy. I fucking, I fucking love Ahmed, by the way. But, uh, but yeah, that, that was a crazy, crazy story. Um, yeah, that, that we got when I was like the fluffer. All right, so Anthony Paul Taylor. I sent him a link. Now I got to send it to his email. Uh, Anthony, this is crazy. Come on, man. I feel like these guys, some of these fighter guys, are not the most tech savvy on the planet. Well, I'm just like, I wish he would just tell him Anthony Paul Taylor at yahoo.com if anybody wants his email all right so here we go yeah so that's that uh is that your craziest story so what's your absolute craziest story you must have one that's like if like uh probably the one where i i i beat up the other comic in Djibouti, africa (laughs) 
You start with a double leg, of course. Wait, what happened? Uh, well, okay, we're gonna have Anthony on right now, and then I'll tell that story after Anthony's done, because uh, we still got to talk about some of the fights that went on and this and that. Anthony Paul, pretty boy, Anthony Paul Taylor. I knew him when he was an MMA fighter at the Body Shop. Uh, he was the man, the myth. He's still an MMA fighter, but he fought on pay per view last week. Uh, did pretty good. Did a very, I thought he did very good against a guy that was like must have been thirty pounds heavier, right? Tommy Fury. Yes. Uh, well, he weighed in that night at 221. I was like 170 that fight. Whoa. Okay. So I got to ask you, right? It was your second boxing match. You were 1-0 you're, you're oh as a boxer, right? Right. 1-1 oh and one as a boxer. Oh, you're okay. 0-1 oh as a boxer, right? Uh, did you get knocked out the first time or no? You got, nope. Or no. Lost by split decision. Split decision. So you're fighting a guy who's like 10-0, 50 pounds heavier than you whose brother is the world champion. What, what are you thinking? Like, wh why did you take this fight? I just knew I, I was better than this person. He, he beat me on points. Yeah. It yeah. wasn't like he clearly beat me because you could clearly see that he wasn't as skilled and experienced as I was. But he won off just his last name. The experience going in there with a guy that big, it didn't phase me because, you know, training at Body Shop for the past – five to six years, I've already been sparring in 10-ounce boxing gloves without headgear, sparring with guys like Rampage and other K1 kickboxers. So stuff like that never fazed me one bit. I mean, he did land some decent punches on you, a couple good uppercuts. Were you ever hurt? Never, never. I'm a pretty boy. <laughs> it's rare that I get hit, you know, but he, he, he squeaked out the win. But it's okay, because I'm going to come back even stronger next time on pay-per-view. Well, I mean, he did win every round. I mean, so that, let's be totally honest. He, but you looked it, – it was a very competitive fight, a very competitive fight, but it looked like a fucking a man fighting a guy that was like he was half a size. And Well, technically, the original bout agreement was supposed to be eight rounds. They changed it to six rounds, and then the night before the fight, they changed it to four rounds. And I was so upset because it's like, wait, your guy's taking away an advantage from me, my cardio. I was going to take this man into deep waters right. and start eating him alive. But fortunately, it never happened. But at the outcome, I'm happy. No, you landed, definitely landed some good punches. I thought the, the commentary was very biased towards him. They were like, oh, he should have uh, finished him by now. And they weren't giving you enough credit. I'm like, this is he, Anthony's landing some good punches. He's, he's definitely awkward. He, you, you, were, uh, you had a great strategy of, like, making it a dirty fight. I thought that was the way to beat him because you're, I think, a lot tougher than he is. Um, and you've been in more, like, scraps. What would you have done differently if you had to do the whole thing over again? Apply more pressure. Get in more. Throw more punches and bunches. And try to really hurt him, hurt him. You weren't trying to hurt him? I mean, combat sports, I mean, if you're getting down and dirty, you're doing all the dirtiest of the dirt. Right. <laughs> you're being the scumbag of the piece of earth. But, like, if I had to fight him now, applying more pressure would be more suitable for that fight. Absolutely. No, no I, was, I was so happy for you, man, because, like, I knew you way back when, when you were just kind of starting out. And I remember one night you were having a tough time. Like you put something on Twitter, like 
I don't know. I'm going through some shit. I may not make it out. And I, I, I personally texted. Whoa. You don't know this. I personally texted Bubba, and I texted some of your friends. I'm like, could you guys check on this dude? Uh, what happened, and how did you end up coming out of that? A lot of it was accumulation of fighting, uh, financially, family, girlfriend problems. I was going through a dark time. You know, I went one three in Bellator. I had no backup. I had no push or support from Bellator MMA at the time. Uh, it was a lot of pressure. I had an outlet that I couldn't let out, and there was no one really that I trusted I can talk to about it. So I felt like me expressing on social media was one, one thing. I made a big mistake. Man, it was a big mistake, but I'm glad I'm past that because I was battling a lot of mental issues and things in, from the past. But now I'm in a better place. Dude, a better place. You won five in a row. Yes. You made like at least 50 grand last week. Uh, yes. and, and you, now, but you're also very confusing because you put out like, Jake Paul's a pussy. I fucked him up. I beat him in sparring. Why don't you fight me? And then like a week later, the like, you guys are best friends and training partners. Like what, what's going on? T talk to me here. What's going on? Well, me and Jake Paul had a fallout April. And I'm thinking, well, you know, after we sparred, we had a fallout in April. I'm thinking we'll never meet again. June comes. His coach, BJ Flores, says, hey, Anthony, uh, you want to spar Jake Paul again? I'm like, sure. He's like, four to five weeks, Puerto Rico, we're going to need to use you as a sparring partner for the Tyrone Woodley fight. I'm like, cool, let's do it. And we're going to pay you good. So going there, me and Jake squashed the beef. And, hey, man, we just slowly started getting to know one another. And we started really, like, vibing together. Like, we started understanding, like, hey, we're kind of alike. We have, we have personal, we have similarities that we like and don't like. You know, we like to have fun. We like to fight. We like to joke around. So, okay, so yeah. you went to Florida, you spar with Jake Paul. He, he walked Wait, I want to know what the beef was about. Come on, that's, that's some good tea right there. Yeah. Ellis? The beef was after we sparred, after we sparred in Florida, I, you know, I spoke to one of the, one of the uh, news guys. They said, hey, how did you do with, you know, with Jake? I said, oh, me and Jake did really good. He got some hits in. I got some hits in. That was it. So then Jake went on the internet and said, nah, he's lying. I clearly beat him up and this and that. And I got on the internet like, nah, you didn't beat me up. And then someone else said, no, you didn't beat Ann up. So that was how the beef started. And everybody was like, ooh, who's lying? Who's lying? Okay. Because okay. I thought maybe you guys planned it. I'm like, maybe they'll pretend to have a fake fight. And meanwhile, they were just friends the whole time. Like, because I thought maybe that was it. But then, all right, so he walks into your gym. Now, you moved to Florida at this point from, from the body shop? Uh, no, I, I just I flew there just to spar, and then I came right back the next day. You flew just to spar with Jake Paul? I, I said, BJ said, when I, when I commented on Jake's Paul on, on one of the posts that was talking about Jake Paul, that was tagging BJ Flores. Excuse me. Sorry. I said, Jake Paul's a pussy. Tell him to stop dodging me. Let's fight. Right. BJ Flores messaged me and said, hey, if you want to fight Jake Paul, come on down to Florida and spar him. I said, cool. When? Show me the time and date. 
He said, here, here, and here. I show up, showed out, and I put on a, a very good impression. So first time you spar him, right? Were you impressed by him at all? Yeah. I mean, he's, I, don't, I don't look at people as being a YouTuber. Oh, of course. Or I don't care if you're a police officer, a doctor, a daddy. You step in that ring or cage with me, you're a fighter now. Right. So, but he's a lot bigger, though, right? Didn't you fight at 145? No, he's like 6'2", 215. How much, how much of his thing is an act? Like, is his personality completely – is he putting it on for show, for money, for revenue, for, for ticket sales? Is he, like – underneath it all, is he, like, a humble guy or Seems is like that just – Jake Paul is Jake Paul. Jake Paul shines bright when the lights, when the lights are on him. He's going to have this spoken – it's kind of like The Rock. You know how The Rock – during WWE, he's very animated and want to have fun and kick ass and genuine. But behind the scenes, he's, you know, professional DJ, you know, Dwayne Johnson. That's how Jake is. Jake is very laid back and chill. But when it's time to, to perform and get people ready to, to focus on what he's doing, he'll get you, but, he'll get you focused. But he's 6'2", 215. You're, what, 5'9", 145? No, I'm 5'6". 185. You're 5'6", 185. Okay, he's six. And then you said that you were beating him in sparring. Uh, you beat him up in sparring, and then he was like, you know what, this guy's actually pretty good. He does seem to fight smaller guys, though. Were you? So well, I didn't say I was beating him up in sparring. We had good – we and him fair to exchange shots. No, according to the tweets, you're like, I fucked you up and kicked your ass in sparring. I mean, they were pretty <laughs> like, like – Hey, hey, I can't, I can't throw that into an existing my brother. If the tweet said that, the tweet said that. Okay. But, but Jake, Jake is better than what people, than what people say. He's he improves. He evolves. Now, were you, were you surprised with the Tyron Woodley fight? No, I've already knew what Jake was going to do. Already knew what what was his strength, what was his weakness. I've already seen it. You know, I'm not going to go out there and say, "Well, he does. He's good at this and that." I already knew the blueprint how to beat Jake. I already know, but I'm not going to say nothing because I'm I'm on his team. But well, yeah. It seems like Tyron stopped throwing punches. I mean, I mean, I don't understand Tyron's game plan. Of he threw six punches in round one. Like, why? Why are we just giving away rounds like that? I mean, Tyron. Think about it. Tyron was fighting as if he was in the UFC. Yeah. yeah. Look how he was just like this the whole time. Like anybody would just came forth. Like, fuck it. I'm gonna get hit by these ten ounce gloves. Now, was it hard for you because it seems like? Antonio McKee Jr., a AJ, all these guys, MMA guys who are on Team Tyron, and now you're buddies with Jake Paul now. Uh, is, are you in the middle of this now? Are you, is it hard for you? Nope. I tell them straight up, y'all better play in neutral. Don't play with me. Play in neutral. <laughs> Wait, what? I tell all my team, hey, despite y'all play, y'all keep it cool. Don't start no shit. Don't be siding with people. You know, if y'all going to side with people, keep it to yourselves. But you, you don't know, do that. What are you talking? What was the last time you kept anything to yourself? I, I'm just saying, you know, I'm just being goofy. But yeah. I mean, of course, AJ and Tyron had a relationship with AJ and Antonio had a relationship with Tyron. But you know, I don't know Tyron. Right. I've never met the guy besides that night. I've never trained with them before. That was the only time. Now, what's your background? Did you wrestle in high school or? 
No background. I got into I got into boxing at 18 for a few years. For like two years. Did some amateur bouts. That was it. Fell in love with MMA at 25. And the rest I mean, was his. But you went into the wolves, man. I mean, they threw in the body shop with AJ McKee, who's arguably the best guy in the world right now, and Bubba Jenkins, national champion, and other guys. I mean, but how hard was it for you to keep up with zero MMA experience? I mean, zero wrestling experience. I mean, it wasn't hard. It, it, it was easy on me because I had no expectation. I was a rookie. No one knew who I was. I could see if I was this highly talented scout like Aaron Pico before I even signed at Bellator. That's to be a different story. But I was just a young guy in the MMA world wanting to see where my niche was. It. it was something that I wanted to do. Are there other fighters that have started at age 25? That seems like very late. Well, a lot of this – a lot of this – was dudes from The Rock. Like, watching The Rock in the 96, 97 era, that was what made me got into MMA. Without The Rock, I would never even did this. Well, the a Rock lot of people that watch The Rock are not MMA fighters like you, so shut up. That's <laughs> well, <laughs> well on, The Rock, I wanted to be the most electrifying man in sports entertainment of combat now. The Rock, the Rock was the most electrifying man in sports entertainment in the 90s and the early 2000s. I wanted to continue that legacy. I knew, hey, I want to be just like The Rock when I get you older. You got balls of steel, man. You went over to, you fought Lee, uh, James Gallagher in Ireland, right? Didn't you yeah. Go over, you went to Ireland, and they, this guy, they were posing as like the next McGregor at the time. At the, you know, he, he, he's got a lot. He had one, one major loss, but his kid's good. He's really good. Uh, and Anthony, going to the third round, I think you were up. It was 1-1, one, one, or you might have been up. Very yeah. close fight, but you were talking a lot of shit. Oh, my God, you were talking shit. At the weigh-ins, didn't you, like, like what did you do at the – what happened there? Man, I was clowning them, talking about Northern Irish, Southern Irish. It was bad. You know, I go there, I lose to him. Three months later, I'm going to Budapest to fight Alan Bowrix. I'm like, who the hell is this guy? Oh Come God. to find out. Alan Bowrix is like 9-0 when I fight him. Now he's 17-1. and Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, they, they threw to the wolves. But you, Now, when you were in Ireland, though, you got a pretty boy, good-looking guy. I, I figured you stood out. Were you getting at least – did you smash any uh, hot Irish chicks or what? Come on, man. I'm the pretty boy, baby. Everything I do is pretty. Of course he was. Are you kidding me? Is that a trick question? Hey, is that, I need a lifeline on this one. This, this is a hard <laughs> now, your, now, your last win against Chris Avila. Good fight. You won. He's obviously the Diaz brothers' boy. Uh, did you get into it with them, too, or no? Oh, absolutely. I, man, me and Nate got in a verbal altercation. He threw a water bottle at me. I mean, that's the fight that I'm looking to have with me and Nate Diaz. Can you please like, go back? Wait, what happened? So we in the back. I beat Chris Avila. I'm showboating like, yeah, I won. I beat his ass. I beat his ass. And he was like, shut your mouth. We're going to kick your ass. I'm like, what? He throws a water bottle at me. And he squares <laughs> up and he runs up on me. People from Bellator had to literally break it up. What? Did, did he throw a punch or no? No, he tried to. He, he swung at me, though. Oh, my God. Um, did you have anybody? Were you was, was anybody on, like, your team during this? <laughs> Uh, AJ wasn't there, uh, and you know, it was just one of my other teammates, Kana. But you know, he it, it, it was just a crazy thing how things played out. Now, you said you used to be a male stripper, 
<laughs> now, what was what was that like, and where? It was fun being a stripper at an all-girls club. Like literally, no men would be there. Men weren't even allowed. Just were you part of a team like Magic Mike, or were you a solo guy? A solo. I was, I was a team guy, but you know, I did my solos on the low. You know, my little one-on-ones. You know, that's when you get paid. Your little one-on-ones, a little the champagne. They have a champagne room for men too, basically. You say it again. They have a champagne room for uh, male strippers too. I, I yeah, I mean, I believe so. Depending on where you're going, but you know, you get them bachelorette parties called to houses. All them hot girls and the wives getting married. Hey, baby. I did like three of them back in the day, and I quit because it was too crazy. The women were like trying to get me naked and like jerk me off in front of everybody, and I may or may not have let one of them. Uh, and then I was like, this is way too much fun. Uh, I have to stop this because this is going to get addicting, and I'm not going to do anything else. Was that your experience too? Oh, man. Bro, doing, doing those type of parties and <laughs> with like – 17 to 20 women hey hey baby you hey it's your last night it's your last night so this is like in long beach or orange county or where did you do this yeah hey, especially orange county yeah it was, it was oh mostly, yeah mostly white girls or black girls and mix all types okay so all you types. came in and you were like the fireman or the cop i mean i come in there looking like men in black Hey, baby, you're getting a BBC. Let me go ahead and wipe your memory. Hit that, hit that little flash. But <laughs> 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 so they didn't tell anybody what happened by the end of the night. No one knows I was even here at the end of the night. And by the time I leave, I want y'all to have a lot some more fun. So this was your your gimmick was the men in black guy. So you came in in a suit. You came in. They're like, oh my god. The girls like, ah. Then you get them all in a circle, right? You go, you give them one of them lap dances, right? Then do you take a towel and put it over them? Well, well, the whole thing was I was just in my suit, my men in black thing. I'm like, hey, now I'm going to excuse me, ma'am. My name is Agent A. And we're here looking for an alien. Maybe come in. <laughs> you know, they're like, sure. So we search you women. I'm like, lady, I know where the alien is. They're like, where? Now, rip off my pants. That's <laughs> right there. <laughs> <laughs> hey, here comes the man in black, galaxy. So then, you're, so then like, you wear your pants, you wear a G-string, right? Yeah, and I'm swinging my shit in, like, a little alien costume. I light that motherfucker on fire, and I'm like, here comes the man in black. <laughs> okay, wow. Now, the, the girl, did you have to get chubbed up or no? You just say, fuck it. Fuck it. Fuck it, that's right? for white. That's for white men, Adam. We gotta chub it up a little bit. <laughs> you just well, you need mean, to like, stuff the sock. <laughs> stuff the, the sock. I never. So then, right now, then the girls are like, are they like, hey, will you take her in the back and, and like bang her? We'll give you an extra hundred dollars. I mean, sometimes you do that. <laughs> wow, wow, you've had some life. So you're a fighter and a stripper, uh, and now you're fighting on pay per view. Why are you depressed? How the f- that's why you're depressed because you said the, the bar is too high for you. Yeah, he, the, the tree of knowledge. The bar is so high, an average net doesn't get me off. I need to at least be fucking like at least seven girls just to get me off. Like, seven, yeah, that's you got to keep raising it. So you got to have to raise the bar. Next, you know, you had fucking orgy parties. Next, you know, it, you're sitting right. Right next to a fucking Jeff Bezos. Like, high five, Jeff. Or we're both getting blowjobs. 
about the same chick. You know, you, you can never get a fucking up of this shit. Right, that's mm-hmm. true. You know, you got one, and that, that's that happens. I was in, I'm in Canada now. First time I, uh, when I was in Canada one time, these two girls were like, took me, I went back to their place. One of them's like blowing me, and, she, and then she says uh, to her friend, I have a boyfriend, but this isn't cheating because uh, it's not cheating, it was just a blowjob. I'm like, I'm not gonna argue on his behalf at that point, you know, <laughs> but like. Hey, 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 you know what they say? Shut the fuck up and clo- and kiss it. Keep it short and simple. Sure, okay. That is what they cool. say. They say shut the fuck up and kiss it. You know they say that, right? Shut the fuck up and yeah, kiss it. Keep it short and simple, baby. Like yourselves, ABC, always be closing. Always be closing. <laughs> and then afterwards, the girl said, welcome to Canada. And I was like, dude, if that if that actually happened, like there'd be a line on the everyone in the world would come to Canada if that was actually the well, no, the, the fucking border would be lined the fuck up from the border. Yeah. Everybody, you here for a blowjob? Absolutely, you a rim uh, job. So I mean, so, <laughs> so you're killing it, man. So you now are you in J- now? You want to fight Tommy Fury again? You think he's gonna give you a rematch or no? Probably not. He wants nothing to do with no, you. No, absolutely, just you know, I'm not killing it physically. I'm killing it sexually. Awesome. That's good. <laughs> That's when you probably are killing it, right? So, um, are you staying out yeah. in Miami now, or are you back in California? I'm back in California. You know, I'm visiting my family here with my lovely lady, killing it. <laughs> <laughs> killing Wait, it. You only have one lovely la- your, your lovely lady, but does she allow you to uh, frolic in the meadows? No, absolutely not. Sure. No, he's a kept man now. He's a. Ch- that was I was all in his past. Yeah, that was in the past. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah, way in the of past. May of 2020. <laughs> 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 you know, that was definitely in the past. You know, I can't do that. I can't be the wild rated R superstar like I used to be. Well, that's good, though. Women want a guy that has a past like that because you could use all this knowledge that you've learned on those past girls on your newer one, you know? That she works. must be really hot to keep you down. Who is this lady? So Adam can stalk on Instagram. <laughs> oh, man. I mean, I went on a date one time with Nicole Murphy. I never talked to you guys. Wow. What was that like? I went on a, a lunch date with Nicole Murphy, and it's like, damn, she was so damn beautiful and tall. She's older. She's married. She was married to Eddie Murphy. And then who was she dating? Like Future or something? Or who was she dating? Something? She dated Michael Strahan. Michael Strahan. Got it. Right. And she's I- like, I was so date you, but uh, you're short. I was like, damn. Is that what she said? Yeah. She said you were short? Yeah. And then what did you say? Hey, baby. Pretty funny in all the right places. Yeah. They, <laughs> they, they, short, but you're like, yeah, but I'm not short in this place. A lunch? Yeah, now, know. how did you get this lunch date with Nicole Murphy? I messaged her on Instagram. <laughs> wow. That was it. That was it. Slid in her DMs, got her number, seduced her with my charming looks. <laughs> and got that date with her. Wow. And then it was a lunch date. You went out with her. She said, you're, she said you're too short. Did you say, at that point, were you going for Hail Marys? Or were you like, hey, why don't we go Man, back? Hey, it was the fourth quarter. Two sec. It was the fourth quarter with 20 seconds on the clock. I'm on my own 20. I was shooting Hail Marys. Doug Aaron Rodgers in the end zone. Flipping. But you're a young guy, and uh, you're a fighter, and you're an ex-stripper. So at that point where you just like, listen, I maybe I know I'm only five eight, but I will fuck you like I'm six four or something. Or like did you sometimes you gotta pull out the heavy guns. Hey baby, I have about a nine and a half inch cock. What's up? 
You said that to her? No, but <laughs> most, most women I, I've had said that to. And, hey, sometimes it works. Sometimes it's like, holy shit, that actually worked. <laughs> you know? <laughs> you, you can, hey, always assume that someone wants your shit. Just remember that, that. That happened to me, too. I told a girl that, and then she was like, where's your nine day? I'm like, April Fool's. Uh, <laughs> oh, I learned this to sales. Always be closing. How would you yeah. like to pay? Cash, credit, or debit? And you smile and <laughs> eye. Yeah. Dude, you're hilarious. So where did now this? How did this newest girlfriend, uh, the girlfriend of the of love of your life, how did she get you? Or did you slide in her DMs as well? Man, it was all thanks to Tinder, but they banned my ass afterwards. Why? Why? Talking too explicit on the internet. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you sent dick pics. Hey, you baby. sent dick pics on Tinder. Hey, baby, sit on my fucking face. You know what I'm saying? Do you want to have a threesome? Like, hey, hey, you know, hey, have you ever slept with four girls before? Like, what the fuck? <laughs> Those are all good questions. What's funny thing about Tinder is you go on Twitter and you go onto a Tinder profile, everybody that comes under a Twitter on Twitter under a Tinder uh, message is always says, unban me. I would look for love, but you ban me. Unban me. You ban me. You ban me. Twitter is on a high hiatus of blocking motherfuckers. Like, wow. wow. Twitter is the biggest cock block. Everybody on Twitter wants to fuck. <laughs> if everybody knew who the, if every chick on Twitter knew who the fuck I was on Twitter and they see me signing up. Yeah, that's not good. I, man, I say I've been with over in my whole life over two thousand with two, over two thousand different women. Wow, that's a lot of women. Two thousand women—that's that's a big number. I mean, yeah, that's like that's like porn star numbers. <laughs> I mean, hey, who knows if I was a porn star or not? Wait, you were a porn star too? No, my oh. mom kicked my ass. <laughs> Your mom, that's it. Your mom would kick my ass. Two thousand women. Being a stripper wow. was the limit, you know, but porn star, that that buys the cake on it. Wow. Two thousand that's a Bill, is that crazy? Two thousand women? That's a lot. That's more than you. Jesus. Are you kidding me? Probably <laughs> by a fact like a- <laughs> by one thousand. Is that a private I thought well, that was your private chef there? I was like, God damn it, Bill. Bill, who's the guy <laughs> behind you? No. No, I'm i I don't have that type of life, man. Yeah, he just had a baby. Do you have any kids, Anthony? No kids. I got two stepkids. Oh wow, good for you. Well, there you go. Well, he, well, there you go. well, this is your child right now. Just so you know, wanted to let you know this is a new show called uh, a podcast where this is your kid. So Nicole, yeah, yeah, that's crazy. Well, listen, Anthony. So what's next? Are you going back into MMA or back into staying in boxing? Who knows, man? Um, I got about three. Three big pay-per-view fights lined up. I'm not going to say. I can't say yet, but who knows where all this goes and where, where, where handles it. We'll be Are any of these pay-per-view fights with, like, big celebrities, like big names that will really draw in revenue? It can't be, yeah. Absolutely. All right, so who, who wins next week? Oscar De La Hoya or Vitor Belfort? Come on, Oscar De La Hoya will beat the shit out of Vitor. Because of the boxing experience. I mean, you ought to say, this guy's a world champion. He knows what it takes to train at a world-class level. You know, Vitor Belfort is just a guy who does jiu-jitsu and barely doesn't even strike. Oscar will beat the shit out of Vitor. Tito Ortiz 
or Anderson Silva? Anderson Silva dominates Tito. Tito can't fight. Tito can't strike. He's a wrestler. He never he got out beat up. He got beat up by a freaking Chuck. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and then uh this week, Darren Till or Derek Brunson? Derek Brunson dominates Darren Till's and crowns and pounds him to the floor. Okay. Uh Phil Davis or Yo Romero? Yo Romero. Oh, come on. Why? I'm just joking. Phil Davis, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Why does Phil win? Um, too explosive, younger, you know, more hungrier. I mean, look at Yol. Yol doesn't really have nothing to prove if you really look at it. Like, hey, he's done it all. The man made millions of dollars for a tainted supplement that was given to him falsely. And the guy doesn't need to fight no more. He just wants to fight. He just loves to fight. Were you surprised Bubba lost last week? I was. Um, I just wish Bubba was in a better place right now, you know? I just yeah. wish he was in, I wish nothing but the best. I just, you know, I want him to win and succeed, even though he's an ex-teammate of mine's. But, yeah. Now, do you think uh, AJ's staying in Bellator? That I don't know. That I, you know, from what I see, he's with Bellator, so I really can't say. How many female fighters have you smashed? <laughs> Twelve. Twelve? Whoa. Wow. Six in the UFC. Six in the UFC. Can you give us? No. No. Mitchells. Can you give us the record and we can reverse engineer it from there? <laughs> uh, can you? Can we, all right. All right let's, why, why don't we guess? Paige Van Zandt. Rachel. Rachel Ostovich. Rachel Ostovich? I yeah. wish. I wish. I'm not saying no names. Uh, Angela Hill. Not saying no names. Right. Um, y'all gonna give me. Y'all gonna give me sued, and I'm gonna lose my whole fight check that I. Okay, did. Fine. one question. Are Amanda they currently? Uh, well, currently, Gabby are Garcia. They? Gabby Garcia. <laughs> oh, no. All right, all right, right. Sign the UFC. All right, go on. What were you saying, Bill? Are okay. they currently in the UFC? And by the way, Gabby Garcia probably can kegel a, a crank in your cock. You know what I mean? That yeah. wouldn't be a bad idea. Man, hey, that's kind of kinky. Why not? Shit. Hey, what's up? Um. <laughs> Woo! Um, two was in the two in the UFC, two and a wrestler not in the UFC. Wow. Okay. All right. Damn. This has been, this has been a uh, an explosive interview. That might be favorite interview ever. Anthony Taylor. I think we have to hang out with, I think we have to hang out with Anthony just to get some pointers. <laughs> Where do you live, bro? Huh? Well, right now I'm in Austin. Austin. LA and Austin. Yeah, yeah. Come to Los Angeles, bro. We'll go to Newport Beach. Oh, Adam yeah. know about Newport Beach. Oh yes. We'll go yeah. there. We'll go there and hit on all these old ass cougars who all buy us <laughs> drinks and get us steamy That's ass. That's awesome. Me, me and Bill are also old ass. kids are sleeping upstairs in their room from college. <laughs> how many? How many times do women ask you to have sex with them in front of their husband? Do they hire you as the guy? Oh, bro, I get that a lot, actually, when I was younger. I, I used to do it a lot. I had no problem. All right, cool. Put my zipper down. Holy shit. So, wow. So so you would get so – was it weird having a guy watch you? Hell no. I'm like, hey, bro, you about to join or what? Okay, cool. More for me. <laughs> <laughs>
More, more for me. Hey, you ever heard that poor fuck my wife? Yeah, I was that guy. I was <laughs> the guy that they hired. Look right at you. And flex. Like, this is all for that re- respiration <laughs> back in the late 1700s. <laughs> well, Anthony's not coming over for Christmas this year at my house. Hey, don't worry. Hey, hey, hey I'll come over as a stepfather or a stepbrother. No, this guy's staying away from my house. Not going near my wife. He probably would take out his cock and fucking hit my wife with it wherever he's at. Like, yeah, where's the restroom? Nine, nine and a half inches. That's got to be hard. You got nine and a half soft, right? That'd be like fifteen hard. There's no way. Nine and a half. Still, bro, you know, All right. Anyway, let, listen. Enough. Enough about your cock. Uh, <laughs> this has been. This has been a great podcast. Where can people find you? Are, anything you're not banned from yet or still or not? Uh, you can find me on Poor Hub at uh, Wesley Pipes. <laughs> <laughs> Wesley Pipes. Um, Instagram, <laughs> Anthony underscore Pretty Boy. Twitter, Anthony underscore For Real. TikTok, Anthony Pretty Boy Taylor because I'm verified on that too. Facebook, Anthony Pretty Boy Taylor. And if you can't fucking find me on neither of those, just Google me, baby. Anthony Pretty Boy Taylor. <laughs> yeah, just just look up. You can see his cock somewhere. Anyway, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Take care, brother. Be good. Thank you, brother. Appreciate it. Thank you. All right. That was Anthony Taylor. Yeah, man. That's like exactly what you said. Like, why would you ever be depressed? I, well, I think he was setting the. I know why because you're setting the bars too high. You can't. You can't sustain yeah. a life like that. Fucking seven girls at once. You know, even MMA fighters after the fight they get they get depressed. You know how it is after comedy, man. You you do a comedy. Yeah. I I can't tell you how many times because I've been doing 22, 23 years as a comic, where I'm in some fucking town. Let's say it's uh, Toledo. And I'm doing comedy and everyone's laughing. And at the end, like people are crying. Like, why aren't you this? And you're the funniest person I know. Can I get a picture? Can I get a picture? And I'll buy this. And when are you coming back? I'll buy you a beer. And here's some weed. And some girls, like, I found out my mom had cancer last week. And it's the first time I laughed. Or just some crazy yeah. thing. Where you're just, and then you're like, this is what I was born to do. And then you get back to the hotel. And you're just in this, like, Motel 6 or Super 8. And you're like counting your money and you barely covered enough money to get there and back. And you're like, uh, and then all of a sudden the emails come in of like, you've been charged. Your, 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 your car payment just came in and this one. And you're like, okay. And then you're online and everybody that you go on Facebook, just, just book the movie with, you know, Tom Cruise and just book this. Yeah. Put on TV. And it's like tonight, uh, tonight show, it's your opening act from last year. And it's just like, and you're sitting there like, oh, fuck, you know, and it just all of a sudden it just gets you can't sleep because you were up. You took a, I took a Red Bull or two before the show. And yeah, just, you get down and more and more depressed. Uh, I mean, the cruise ships, it was even worse. You're in a fucking room. It's like, you know, and then uh, you're like the only thing getting you up is the next show. And it's just it's hard. It's a hard. So then you people turn to cocaine or marijuana or uh, or alcohol or sex. Cause they want to keep that high going. Cause who the fuck wants to live yeah. down here? Well, for him, I'm sure <laughs> seven <laughs> women at once, and then fighting and boxing and everything else. It's, it's, a hard, it's hard as it yeah. I mean, the 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 you don't let the, the solution is to not let your highs get too high, your your lows get too low. Don't believe your own hype, and uh, and try to actually have some things in your life where you can get a similar high that aren't as so 
it just aren't so much of a freaking, you know, quick, uh, you know, like yeah. maybe being with your kid or being with your family or having. Girls yeah, I think, I think having a baby is a good example of something that like, it, it's great. It's gratifying. It's horrifying, gratifying. But like, sometimes looking at your baby is the same thing as the feeling it, as getting a job. <laughs> it's better. To me, it's better. I mean, yeah. there's, nothing, there's nothing better because it's, it's, it's real. It, yeah. It's, I mean, you have this baby look at you like you're the greatest thing. And you look at there and the innocence, the beauty and the hugs. And I mean, every day I pick up my kid up school, daddy's here. And she makes a beeline and hugs me. And there's nothing, there's nothing like it. I mean, there's- Don't you always think like, how am I going to fuck this up? Or how do I not fuck this up? That plagues me. Like, I don't want to fuck this up, but I'm going to fuck it up somehow. How do I not fuck this up? I, I had a guy tell me like, he was like one of the best parents I know. His kids are doing great. And he's like, there's not a day that goes by that I don't think that I fucked up my kids somehow. So I think that's part of being a good parent is having that, those doubts. I think when you're not having those doubts is when you got to worry. It's yeah. kind of like with comedy where you're like, I'm going to kill tonight. You're not really going to kill probably. You know, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, I don't have to worry. Be a little bit nervous at all times. Always be nervous. Oh, always be a little bit nervous uh, and, and, yeah. and, and be respectful to the art. And I, you know, I just think also like, as long as you're trying, as long as you're trying, like people say trying is lying, bullshit. Sometimes trying is enough because all you can do is try. Yeah. I mean, you really can't control the outcome. Uh, yeah. But if you try your hardest and you know, in the back, I mean, there have, there have been sets that I've had where, remember, like, I remember, I remember when I was on Last Comic Standing, I was in, it was the final round. And I knew I was gonna get voted off the show. Like there were like three, there was one comic left and I was like the third to last. So I'm like, they wouldn't keep me and then have the So it was, it was obvious I was like, there's no doubt that I was gonna go. But I'm like, all right, there's two ways we can do, we can go here. We could like, we can go, all right, you know, you could dial it in and go through the motions or you could have the best set of your fucking life and make it no one could follow you. And, and, and then, I did that. I fucking went out there and I was just like, bah, bah, bah. and when they announced that I was off, the whole crowd, boo, throwing shit, people, people. And I'm like, that's the way it could be. I remember Teddy Atlas telling like his fighters, like, all right, there's two ways we can do this. You could, you could sit this out or you could go through it or you could become a fucking champion. You could rise. And that's really what it is, man. I mean, uh, you know, whenever I think of like, how do we want, I mean, every time I'm, in, I'm doing, a lot of times in comedy, I'm on stage and I'm doing 45 minutes and at minute 11, you know how the set's going to go pretty much. You're like, yeah. go two ways. <laughs> we could, we could, we could phone this in and get a paycheck or we could turn around if you're down there and we can kick ass. And I'm always like, cause you, I don't want to be in the car on the way home, that car ride that yeah. where, you know, you could always blame the crowd. The crowd sucked. Feature was too dirty. The, um, the venue sucked, lighting was bad, the, the sound was bad, you know, they weren't drunk enough. Oh, they, they, were, they were inside laughers. There's all these fucking excuses that you can make to yourself. But at the end of the day, you know it was you. It was your responsibility. Yeah, of course. So I want to know that, like, when I'm going back, that, like, even if it didn't go well, I gave it, I tried my hardest. You know yeah, exactly. See, it's same with relationships. Same with my, my, my wife. Like, people are like, oh, like, you don't cheat. I don't, I don't, I don't not... I don't cheat on my wife, not because I don't want to. I'm not a fucking liar. I'm not gonna lie to myself and be like, she's the only person I find attractive in the whole world. Like, yeah. that's, like I'm, 
that guy's a, whoever says that's a fucking serial killer. You know, like there's no <laughs> fucking way. Like there, there's no way. But I want to know that like, number one, I want it to work out. But number two, I want to know if it didn't work out, I gave it my best shot. Yeah. So yeah, like let's say we get divorced and I'm like, think about all the fucking pussy that I passed up. I'm, I'm sure that's on one end going to be depressing, but on the other end, well, I gave it my best shot in the marriage. Yeah, and, exactly. And also not cheating is the bare minimum that really you can yeah. do. Because you don't yeah. cheat if you're a successful husband, you know, but because also yeah. like being aware and present and being a good listener and yada, all the other shit that actually makes you a good husband. But, but, it's a, but I don't want to know that like, cause you'll know, I feel like you'll, I feel like you'll know at the end of the day, you know, of like, well, I didn't try as hard as I could. I mean, yeah, everybody, you will. everybody that I talked to that like wrestled in high school or college or whatever, I'm like, how did you do? Uh, I didn't give it my all. Like people, it may, it may take you five years or 10 years to come to that realization, but you know whether you gave it all or not. Yeah, absolutely. Anyway, sorry no, for, sorry for my conversation. No, of course. It's great. So, uh, are we still waiting for, uh, for, uh, uh, no, Jay has an audition. He just texted me. Uh, I think Anthony Taylor gave us enough sound bites. <laughs> yeah. Hey, you gotta get him back on. A nine and a half inch cock. Like, oh, I don't understand how he got banned from Tinder. I still don't understand. What was he doing? Yeah, I don't know. I think that little bits of that story are left out, maybe. <laughs> I think he probably told women what he would do to them specifically, and it was uh, probably <laughs> pretty, you know. <laughs> but Bellator dropped the ball with this dude because, like, he came out, like, in a thong for his fights, a couple of them, and, uh, and was doing, like, stripper moves. And the announcer said, used to be a male stripper, but then just went right on. Like, they could have made, like, they, they could have had fun with it. They should have gave him, like, some promos or something where, like, you know, yeah. he's giving a lap dance and then talking shit to his opponent or something. Like, like, yeah, and also, like, why not bring more women to the, you know, the events. Women love that shit. That imagine Chippendales. Imagine he walks stuff. out and they give him dollar bills while he's walking to the fight. Like, <laughs> yeah, that'd be great. MMA should mix up a little bit of like uh, wrestling, like WWE with it, you know? Well, I think Dana doesn't want that at all. Like he wants that like that 100% no. But I think, yeah. I think other organizations, I think Bellator does it, but they don't do it to the degree where they really can. Like I feel like they really should do that with like, there needs to be some promotion that just says, fuck it, we're going all in. Uh, we're having good yeah. fights, but they're all going to have gimmicks. And yeah. sometimes, like, like, even worse. Like, imagine, because that would be hilarious. Like, if, if, like, the male stripper went up against, like, uh, like the guy who used to be, a, like, the Uber driver or something. Like, he's, like, he parks his car, makes a delivery, and then he comes out. <laughs> <laughs> like I'm like on the way he asked you to give him five stars or something or I, like something where he just drives off at the end like he just does his fight in between uber shifts I don't know there's like other things that they can do I think it'd be kind of fun yeah but anyway Bill you're the best uh I will talk Thanks. to you soon and uh take care brother you too bye